Hello again, church. Appreciate you continuing to take the time to consider what church even is and what God is challenging us to think about for our church, New Hope Christian Chapel, during this season of our growth and our life. We've talked about a few things already in these conversations on vision. I've introduced some words to help conceptualize what we're talking about. We've talked about balance, we've talked about connection, we've talked about progression. So I have another word, another word I'd like us to think about. This one is multiplication. Multiplication. We've got a banner up in our sanctuary, it hangs on the wall every single Sunday, it has for years. It says multiply. It's got a picture of hands and loaves, you know, Jesus multiplying the bread for people, us multiplying God's labor and his efforts, multiplying the kingdom. This is a crucial word. It's critical in how Jesus taught. It's critical in how he uh, explained the concept of the kingdom of God. And if we're going to have any sort of vision for what the church is, it has to include a multiply element. But I think we may need to re-clarify a little bit the actual word multiply, what it means, and consider what it means for us moving forward as part of our ongoing and our future vision for the chapel. Best way to explain it, I think, is for me to just start by saying, from my perspective, I love being the pastor of a small church. I love being able to know the people in the congregation, to feel like brothers and sisters versus a nameless sea of faces. I enjoy that. I enjoy being known instead of just being the person with the title pastor who stands up and all anyone knows is just whatever I might say on Sunday mornings. So I enjoy knowing. I enjoy being known. I enjoy uh, having it small enough that we can all be involved in many different things versus being specialists and only working on one specific area of ministry. I like seeing families grow up, people getting married and having children, dedicating those children, being involved in families' lives over a long period of time. And um, I think relationally, I enjoy connecting to people versus just connecting to programs or ministries or crowds, like connecting to individuals. And if I were to ask that question of many people at New Hope, and I have in the past, so I know this to be true, many of us would say we like being part of a small church. Like being part of a small church. Don't want to be part of a big church. Now, while this may be true, and even may be a positive thing, certainly describes who New Hope is in a very real way, it also can be a escape mechanism from us really feeling the responsibility of what it looks like to be part of God's kingdom, not just a small local church. If we're a small church, are we ever expecting to get big? Are we ever expecting to have hundreds of people gathered together? Probably not. We're a small church. So if we're not expecting to have hundreds of people gathering with us, are we expecting to see hundreds of people saved? Is it our goal to continually see people come to Christ? Well, if we did that, we wouldn't be a small church anymore, right? We wouldn't be able to all know each other, right? We wouldn't be able to be known, right? Well, in our church of, say, 80 to 90 people as it stands right now, do you, do I, know everyone well? 
Does just being a small church automatically make relationships happen? Does it automatically make vulnerability happen? Does it automatically get people into each other's homes without any effort on their own? Do you know 80 people heart to heart? Do I have 90 intimate close friends that know everything that's going on in their lives and we share everything openly? No. Being a small church doesn't automatically mean relationships. It just means opportunity for relationships. But being a small church can also be a cop-out where we're not trying to grow. We're not trying to help others come to Christ. We're not trying to do whatever we can to serve others, to lead them to Christ on that progression. We're just content to know each other. But maybe we don't even really know each other. In that case, then what's the benefit of being a small church? And is that what God has called church to be? Is that how Jesus explained how the kingdom works? It's a small group of people that stays small and might know one another well, might invest in each other's lives? I don't think so. Can I remind you real quickly of three simple parables that he uses, Jesus teaches how the kingdom is supposed to work? Remember the parable of the sower and the soil? The seed gets scattered. That's the seed of the kingdom. It's the seed of the gospel. God loves us. Enter, you know, be saved. And in it, if you remember at the very end, it says, as for Jesus says, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case, a hundredfold in another 60 and in another 30. So the one who hears the good news is going to be fruitful, but not in a addition sort of way, in a multiplication sort of way. It doesn't say the one who hears the good news of the gospel, that one will bring one to Christ. Jesus doesn't teach addition when it comes to evangelism, when it comes to kingdom people, when it comes to salvation. He teaches multiplication, multiply, not add. So the one who is considered fruitful is not one who adds one, is one who adds a hundred one who has 60, one who has 30, bears that much fruit for the kingdom. So if we look at our 80 or 90 people, over the next, say there's like 40, 50 adults in our church right now, addition would mean that we're bringing 40 to 50 people to Christ this year. That's just addition. Are we expecting our church, whether it's our local church or the church in our area or the people that we meet to grow by 50 new converts this year? people whose lives are changed, who we love and serve to draw them closer to Christ so that they can fulfill the potential that God sees for them? Well, what if we, if we did that, we wouldn't be a small church anymore. If there's 50 people, that's just addition. Multiplications mean, multiplication means there should be 100 or 150 or 200, 250 every year if we're multiplying. Then we wouldn't be a small church anymore. How do you stay a small church? Well, does Jesus say we're supposed to stay a small church, or is that just what we want? Is that just what's comfortable for us? Now, I started by saying I love being a pastor of a small church. I feel like that intimacy gives the opportunity to really know one another. It doesn't guarantee it, and it doesn't make it happen. We have to have that initiative, and the Holy Spirit has to open those doors for us to really love one another vulnerably. So how do you be a small church and grow by 200 people a year? Well, you either plant churches or you raise up individuals and send out and commission individuals to go elsewhere in the kingdom and work, serve, 
and love God. See, I think we love small church enough that we're releasing ourselves from the responsibility that we have to multiply Jesus' kingdom. And any vision that we have for the future has to include multiply, not just add. I think sometimes we don't even worry about add. We're just content. God's vision for New Hope is not content with zero growth rate of his kingdom. Zero new babies being born into his family. He's not content with that. And I think he calls us to much greater than just addition. I would feel that it was a great joy over the upcoming year for even one person through my serving of them and loving of them to come into God's kingdom. That would be a cause for rejoicing. I'd celebrate that. But I'd be praying for much more, I hope. I'd be seeking opportunities for much more so that I'm not just an addition Christian, but I'm a multiplication Christian, really striving and praying for God to use me in his sovereign plan to be part of his multiplication efforts. I want to be fruitful. What if an apple tree just bore one apple or grapevine bore one grape every year? We wouldn't consider it a healthy vine or a healthy tree. If we're going to be a healthy kingdom place with kingdom people, it's got to look like multiply, one becoming many. How about the parable that immediately follows that? Jesus says, um, The kingdom of heaven, he's describing the people of God, the kingdom of God, is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants, and it becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air may come and make nest in its branches. One tiny seed planted becomes a great opportunity for many birds, many people to come and land in those branches, get shelter, be invited into that kingdom place. Mustard seed is not addition either. It's multiplication. One act of faith, one kingdom spot, all the birds of the air to come and rest in its branches. How about the parable immediately following that? He told them another parable. These are all in Matthew chapter 13. Read through them for yourself. Jesus told them another parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, yeast, you know, that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. If you've ever made pizza dough or bread, you know, a little bit of leaven into all this flour and water, and it expands it, it makes it grow from something small to something big because the key ingredient is a multiplication ingredient. And it's not just double. You know what happens with bread. It just grows and grows and grows and expands and expands and expands. We're not supposed to be content staying small. We're supposed to grow. Our church is supposed to grow. We're a small community church. This small community church should be doubling in size at least every year. That would simply just be addition. But if we have a vision for loving each other in small pockets of people, then when it doubles, next year we should just plant a church. Say, instead of us losing that opportunity to love a small number of people, but since the kingdom is doing what the kingdom does, since it's a mustard seed, since it's leaven, since it's this seed that, that's in fruitful, um, fertilized soil, healthy soil that's growing much, since it's doing what it's doing, we have to have a plan for what to do when all these people are baptized, come to Christ, learn what God's word says, get involved serving in the world, and are looking to help others learn about Christ too. You can stay a small church, but not because nobody's coming into the kingdom, but because you have a plan for what to do when all the people come into the kingdom who should. If we believe what Jesus says about the kingdom, 
It's a mustard seed, it's yeast, it's one seed that multiplies. And so if we don't look like that, we're either selling ourselves short because we don't recognize that that's what the kingdom's supposed to look like, or we're staying content, and we're taking God's grace, and we're just thankful that we have it, and we're doing nothing with it. That's not fruitfulness. That's selfishness. That's letting ourselves off the hook. We're a small church. Great. Then how does our vision account for what we're going to do with all the people that come to Christ if we want to stay small? We're going to plant lots of churches. We're going to send out home churches. We're going to establish groups. Are we just going to raise up individuals and send them other places, out on mission fields, to other local churches that need deacons and elders to help a struggling church? Will five of us go and join another church to just support that ministry there and help them be fruitful and multiply? But whatever it is, it should be more than even doubling in size every year if it's going to be multiplying the way Jesus says his kingdom does. So there's lots of versions of what small church can look like, but it can't be small because it's staying small. It has to be small because you're fighting to keep it small despite God's kingdom doing what it's doing. We should see miracles. We should see people being saved and baptized and growing in their faith and progressing into the people that God all the time. That should be our experience in this world because that's what Jesus says the kingdom does. That's what I want to see. So what I need from myself and from us as a church body is I need all of us to embrace that vision and to move from being a church that's content being small even though sometimes we're not even taking advantage of the opportunities of being small. Am I taking advantage of the opportunity of that I could know everyone in our church? No. I don't even have the time to take the opportunity to build deep, intimate, close friendships with 80 people. So then what's the value of staying small if we can't even be known or known? And even amongst our closest friends, don't we still hide a little bit? Don't we hide our sin a little bit? Don't we not say the thing that we wish we could say? So staying small isn't a guarantee of closeness. That's up to us to step out. But you know, when we do step out and love the people around us and love more people, that's contagious. That will grow. Then our church will grow in intimacy, grow in vulnerability, grow in strength and relationship as we're reaching out to others, not as we're trying to stay the same. It's not okay for us to stay a small church. We need to fight to remain a small church despite the multiplication that God wants to see in us. So I need us all to be committed to that. That's part of the vision for the future of this church. And not just our church, every church, because that's what the kingdom is like according to Christ. Will you join me in that? Will you be passionately committed to being multipliers for God's kingdom? Not just adders? And not just stayers or sitters or people who are content, but people who are going and making disciples. This is the commission. This is what our vision has to include. And so that's my challenge to each of us, myself included. Are we willing to embrace a vision that's really biblically based in how Jesus described the kingdom? Are we willing to multiply? Are we praying to multiply? Are we actively seeking to multiply the kingdom of heaven here on earth? 
Jesus promises this is how it works. So if we will submit to that, if we will let God use us in all the ways he wants to, with all the gifts that we have in the relationships of the people all around us, it will multiply. I said in a sermon recently, and I'll say it again, I think we all already know in our own lives the next 10 people that will come to Christ through us. We already know them. It's our family members, it's our neighbors, our friends, and our coworkers. It's our children. We already know them. And if there's 80 of us in this church, you know, 50 adults, then we know the next 500 people that God will bring into his kingdom through us. We need to think multiply and not just be waiting for some nameless stranger to show up in our lives for us to love. Love the people who God has put into your lives. And don't just think addition. Let's not settle for addition. Jesus describes kingdom multiplication. So let's seek to be the one that's the hundredfold this year, the sixtyfold, the thirtyfold, versus the one, another parable, who the master gave a gift to and he went and hid it and buried it. And when the master came back, he just gave him what he gave. We can give our soul to Christ. He's going to be so frustrated with us if we never use that redeemed soul to bring others to him. The interest upon the deposit of the Holy Spirit that he's put in our hearts. So my challenge to each of us is to embrace the multiplication of the kingdom that has to be part of our vision for where God's leading us. And yes, we can remain a small church if that's God's will, or if it's not and he wants us to grow and change our approach to ministry, he can do that with us. He's welcome to do whatever he wants with us. We can find our intimacy in small groups of people. We can find our intimacy in house churches. There's lots of models and lots of ways we can stay small if that's what God wants. But if we stay small because it's what we're comfortable with or because we're reneging upon our responsibility, upon God's call to multiply, he's not going to bless that. His vision is a vision of multiplication. So we multiply and we see then which healthy version of multiplication God leads us to. I need your help for this. If one or two of us multiply and the rest said we're going to be those who are so bearing so little fruit, let's bear much fruit, a hundredfold, and see what God can do through our small church, a mustard seed kind of a church. That's my prayer and my vision. I'm willing to commit to that. I'm willing to pray for that, desire that, pour myself into that. I need your help, and so I challenge you to be willing to take up that great commission that Christ calls us to.